Hello friends, welcome. My name is Joe. This is the Joe Martino Show. And today I want to talk to you about can you control your emotions? We sometimes think that we lack authenticity when we don't let our emotions control our behaviors. But is that really accurate? Let's kick it off. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back. I hope that you're having a good day. Uh, It has been a great day for me so far. Actually, a funny story. I went to the gym this morning, got all the way to the gym, took my kids to school, got all the way to the gym and realized that I left my gym bag at home. I I was all proud of myself because I got up, I planned, I packed everything right, went downstairs. My daughter needed help with something, so I put my gym bag down and I failed to remember to take it with me. So I only got about a half a workout in this morning, so that's kind of a bummer, but the rest of it is good. I am enjoying the day, the morning, have been a productive morning for me so far and I'm looking forward to getting this out to you in the near future. Uh, We have been able to increase our process here a little bit which I'm excited about. We have or I have an official editor now as opposed to just myself which might actually increase our opportunity to create a audible book or an audio book for the emotionally secure couple. So I'm excited about that possibility. I want to talk to you today about something that tends to run in our society that it imprisons us. It traps us, and I think that if we could get a hold of it, we could actually see a great change in our lives for the better. And to be totally transparent, this is something that even my daughters and I have argued about where they've just disagreed with me, and that is the idea that emotions make us do something. And some of you might think, Jojo, we've heard this. Nothing makes us blah, blah, blah. And I know you've heard it, but I want to go a step further. I want to point out that we think emotions, we can't control emotions coming on or going off. In the absence of overwhelming proof, we believe that. And part of the reason is there is this, there is a, a, I'm not sure if it's a fallacy, but there is a philosophical construct that says when we add the words because to something, we're more likely to overemphasize parts of it and underemphasize parts of it than if we took because out of it. So in other words, well, I did this because, and then we fill in a blank afterwards. Whatever comes after that because is more likely to skew our ability to logically see situations. We're more likely to overestimate the impact of it. That's probably a better way to say it. We're more likely to overestimate the impact of something on us, which gives it more power over us than it actually has. And then we operate off it because a couple things run here. One, once we add the word because, we have a reason. And once we have a reason, our brain typically stops investigating. For many, many people, once we have a reason for why something is happening, even if it isn't accurate, our brain stops investigating why is this happening. And then our brain starts to find confidence information for the reason, even again, if it's not accurate. And so our brain stops investigating it. In other words, it stops looking at it and saying, well, maybe this isn't true. And it starts to dig in to find episodes or episodes to find proofs for why it is true. And and this is, you know, you buy a new blue Subaru and as you're driving around, you start to see more blue Subarus. You're finding confirmation. You're, you're more aware of things or, you know, think about what happens when, when in a political event happens. Invariably, most people agree on 
what happened. But my liberal friends tend to see it through that lens, and so it supports their narrative. And my conservative friends tend to see it through that lens, and so it supports that narrative. Often our brain will look for things that are a threat to our system, and will respond strongly. So for instance, today I was scrolling through my memories on Facebook. It's one of the reasons I keep Facebook. One of the reasons that I really enjoy Facebook is I get to scroll through memories. And and I don't know, about 10 years ago, I put up a Facebook status that said, uh, I believe that probably most, more of my clients need better relationships than they do meds to deal with their anxiety and emotional distress. And it was amazing to me how many people saw that as I was saying, don't take meds, which I wasn't. I was saying that I think meds without re- relationship are going to cause problems or you're not going to find as much satisfaction. And what happens is people, their brain is running, it's done investigating. I have anxiety because I have anxiety and medicine can help me. He's threatening medicine. We must attack. That is essentially what happens. And then what happens is, is we take that action. We take that word, that phrase, that belief, and we wrap it around this idea that we can't turn our emotions off. Okay, well, I was mad, but I didn't say anything inappropriate and I just can't help being mad. I can't choose to not be mad. And the thing of it is, is in order to make that statement and believe it, we must ignore copious amounts of actual evidence that we can turn our emotions off and we can choose a different emotion. Now, hopefully nobody gets mad at me for cultural appropriation. I'm relatively certain that somewhere in my ancestry, there's at least a little bit of Irish. Let's just pretend that you're Irish Catholic, whoever you are, and you're walking down the street with your significant other and your children and something happens and a fight breaks out and you're barking at each other and then you realize you're in public. So you stop barking at each other, but you're still mad and there's dirty looks and errs. And around the corner comes Father Joseph. Actually, let's call him Father Thomas since my name's Joseph. Oh, Father Joseph. Oh, I did it. I see there. there. Oh, Father Thomas. So good to see you. Oh, you wanker. What a beautiful day it is, isn't it? Look at the sunshine that the good Lord has given us. Oh, we're so blessed to be out here with our family, Father Thomas. What a joy it is to see you, sir. And suddenly everything's okay. You got a big smile. You're happy. Well, Joe, that's not real. We're fake. Yeah, but here's the interesting thing. If you actually stay in that for about a few minutes, you actually will feel happy. Or it may be like early in my marriage, I'm going to throw my poor wife under the bus. Early in my marriage, my wife and I were having an argument as we walked up to a door. She knocked on the door and she's kind of giving me this, you know, the look that a wife can give her husband when, when you're in the middle of it. The door opens and suddenly she's smiling and happy. Well, Joe, that would be inappropriate to, you know, take that anger with them. I don't disagree. But what it proves is that we actually can control our emotions. You can turn your emotions off and turn another emotion on. That's the proof. You can turn that emotion off and turn another emotion on. Will not hurt. I can't turn that off. No, that's probably true. But you can let it run and still choose joy. You can let it run and still choose happiness. And so the runaway that we're hoping to take away from here is we have to stop telling ourselves that our emotions control us. Your home and and you're mad at your husband and he's apologized. You're mad at your wife and she's apologized. You can turn that off. One of the problems, and I see this all the time in the room. In fact, just recently I had a new couple come in and I was doing my first session. And in the first session, I tell them one of the things that you'll have to decide is do you want to be right or do you want to be rectified to each other? And rectified is an old word that, you know, just means appropriately related. And invariably, I'll get some people who will say, no, you know what? This isn't for us. And that's fine. And invariably, I'll get some people like, yeah, this is for 
us. Let's do it. And then there's a third group. There were people like, oh, yeah, I agree. Let's do this. But then they continue to tell stories like, well, you know, like, so, and, and they give illustrations to prove the point that they agree with me. But really what they're doing is they're telling a story from their past with the person that they're in marriage therapy with or relationship therapy with to prove the point that they were right. They want me to agree with them because they're letting their emotions control them and they're mad. And so because they're mad, they allow themselves to act poorly. Now, I think it's important that we talk about what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that it's wrong to feel negative emotions. In fact, I think that in order to actually figure out how we turn stuff off and turn it on, we have to brutally accept that we're going to have negative emotions. We're going to have emotions that run in painful ways. That's just how it works. And so we're going to have to embrace the idea that there are some days that are bad. There are some hours that are bad. One of the really interesting things to me, though, is, is most people, most adults, when I talk to them, they agree with me when I say, hey, you know what? If it was a bad day, you go to bed tonight, tomorrow's a new day. And they're like, yep, that's true. It was a bad hour. You still have 23 hours left in today that you could do something. It doesn't have to make the other 23 hours bad. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. And one of the things is to allow yourself to feel something and then decide how much of my time does this get? How much of my life does this get? So you get a ticket or you get pulled over or somebody wrongs you. How much of your life does that get? That becomes the question that I want you to ask yourself repeatedly. How much of your life is whatever the event is that you're saying, well, I just can't help it. I just feel this way. How much of your life does that get? How much? You need to put some time on that. So I was working with a client one time and he's like, you know, when I call and I talk to my parent, now he's an adult, my client's an adult and he's talking to his elderly adult parents. When I call and talk to any, either one of them, it just spins me out for the rest of the week. And I said to him one day, I said, I wonder if it spins you out for the rest of the week because you choose to allow it to spin it out for the rest of the week. Or even worse, you choose it to spin you out for the rest of the week so that you can excuse certain behaviors. To me, this is the question we should be asking ourselves. Not, hey, is it okay for me to feel this negative emotion? But how much of my life should it get? Or am I using it as an excuse to engage in bad behavior. In other words, can I feel a negative emotion and still behave in a positive way? I don't have to behave in a fake way, but can I behave in a positive way? Or am I using my negative emotions as an excuse for poor behavior? And then I say, well, I just can't help it. My my negative emotion, you know, I was angry, so that's why I yelled at my kids. Nope, maybe you invented your anger so that you would have an excuse to yell at your kids. Maybe you allowed your anger to blossom so that you'd have an excuse to yell at your kids. Joe, that's insane. I can't, I can't help how I feel. And yet we do have multiple stories. Most people, by the time they reach their mid-20s, have multiple accounts of, of examples that would disprove that, where they were angry and they chose to act a different way. Well, they're being fake. Are they really, though, or are they choosing something better? Like, this idea of authenticity allows us to act poorly. It's just strange to me. That's a strange, logical run for me. I don't think it's logical. In fact, I think it's a strange, illogical run. So, what well, then what do we do? Well, we allow ourselves to feel the emotion, whether it's positive or negative, but we're specifically talking about negative emotions today. Feel the negative emotion and even let it burn. But you need to make a conscious decision about how much time it gets. How much of your behavior does it get to influence? How much of your behavior does it get to dictate? You also have to make that choice. You have to make a conscious choice. Here's the thing. Self-mastery is difficult and this is self-mastery defined. One of the things that we just don't talk about is that for a lot of 
people being angry, there's a payoff to it. It drops endorphins into your system. And so we hang on to it. I cannot tell you how many parents I have talked to and they're like, well, I just can't help what I did because I was angry. Well, I, actually, you probably chose to let that run as long as you did because there was a payoff to it. It felt good. No, yes. No, yes. No, yes. No, yes. Because once you admit it felt good, well, then what do I... I, I need affirmation, Joe. No, you need truth. Or, well, yeah, I yell at my wife because, you know, she made me mad. No, she didn't make you mad. Okay, well, I was mad. Yep, you were mad. And you chose to respond with that anger because it dropped endorphins into your system that felt good. Or how about driving down the road and somebody cuts you off? There's zero benefit to getting angry there. Unless there's endorphins involved. There's zero idea. Well, I was just so mad I had to give him the finger. No, you didn't. I was scared. Yep. And you allowed that scared, that scared which is fear, to turn to anger. Scared. You allowed that scared to turn to anger and that anger became an excuse for poor behavior. You start with, I, I feel what I feel, but I can control what I do with those feelings. And often if the thing that's going on doesn't matter, I can turn that anger off. I can turn that negative emotion off, especially anger because anger is a secondary emotion. It covers up that first emotion so we can go back and say, well, you know, I wasn't afraid. I was angry. I wasn't fr angry. I was frustrated. Well, what if we just said, you know what? I was angry because I was afraid and anger helps me feel protected. And I don't need to be angry because I'm really not threatened here. It's one of the most difficult truths to accept, but once you do, your life can change because you're, you're embracing the power that you have over your own life, that you can control your own life. You can literally turn emotions off and you turn them on. Well, Joe, that sounds like you're saying I shouldn't feel things. I'm not. Joe, that's disassociative. Somebody told me today that they feel like there's too many armchair therapists in the world. There can be. I want to be clear. I'm not saying that you should turn your emotions off or that you should turn your negative feelings off. But you do have to determine how much of your life they get. How much of your life control do your negative emotions get? And can you choose joy? Can you choose happiness? Or are you a slave to your negative emotions? I don't believe you are. I believe that you are free to choose. And choosing is not an either or, it's a both end. You can both feel a negative emotion and choose a positive one and still be authentic to the negative emotion. But you're going to have to lean into that and you're going to have to reach out to yourself and say, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling it? And what's the payoff to me staying in this negative emotion? Can I control my negative emotion? And even better, how do I turn on a happy emotion? If Father Thomas walked around the corner and I was Catholic, what would need to happen for me to go, oh, Father Thomas, how are you today? That didn't sound very Irish. Father Thomas, how that doesn't sound very Irish either. We're just going to stop now. When I do it in session, it's almost always spot on. You can control your emotions. Do you agree or disagree? Let me know. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend and hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.